In the world of business, profit is everything. Those that are not profitable are condemned from memory. And the most important business of all is watching anime. we decide the performance of anime weekly we are your three high-powered anime business executives i am john your your queen of weebs i am chris your duke of devlin and i am angie your ceo of the grandma axis <laughs> all right we are now down to six remaining shows this season after we finally managed to exercise the Demon King Academy. Took a lot of work, but finally we got it out of our lives. <laughs> you did. And Andrew's going to review it for the end of the season. We're just going to have an episode that's just Andrew reviewing that show. The rest of us won't even be on it. It's easy. The review is, it's shit, but I'm watching it anyways. Done. Damn. You're serving up some harsh browns there, bud. Need some ketchup to go with them. I mean, it's true. Fair enough. So we have six shows remaining. Uh, we're getting into the second half of the season. And first up on our list today is Opera Ronman. In this episode, Dylan wins the first leg of the race. The next leg departs at night and leaves through Death Valley. Hototo goes missing after trying to confront Gil, but he and his teammates re reunite and the race continues. Uh, can I just say, before anything else, I loved the gag where uh, Kosame went to Gil's camp to try and find Hototo, and he opened the box that Gil was sitting under because he thought that Hototo was in there, and it was like a little squirrel thing. <laughs> and he was like, oh, it's Hototo! Oh, you scamp! Don't run away from me again. And now he calls it New Hodato. Hodato. <laughs> Hotuto. It reminds me of it reminds me, Chris, of when Andrew moved out uh, from living with us, and we t joked about getting a cactus and naming it New Andrew. I thought it was we were going to get a cactus and name in our apartment and name it New Wyatt. That's right, and then it would be New New Andrew because Andrew because Wyatt was New Andrew. Yeah. So I'm Old Wyatt. Yeah. Old, and old, old cactus. Yeah, correct. Um, <laughs> Even though we never got the cactus. It's fine. It's a mental cactus. <laughs> mental cactus. Mental cactus. <laughs> That's my Metal Gear Solid name. <laughs> um, anyways, this episode was, like, good. I just don't have much to say about it. Yeah. I liked how they... you Like, I feel like the car opera made is better for off-roading than the other cars yes because like he they pretty much went straight through the mountain instead of around like everyone else and they didn't lose that much speed yeah and that's the only way they were competitive because they are slower than everyone else mm -hmm. um that for and then now. they got around the train better than yeah well i think some the, people i think the train was just opera being mad good at math Oh man, well, yeah. <laughs> yes, but he didn't have to break, so he was able yeah. to somewhat stay competitive. Yeah. And they could do that without any dialogue, which I appreciated. Yes. I thought that was cool. Yeah. 
He took advanced math. He took advanced enough math that he can do that in his head. Whereas, uh, <coughs> whereas Dylan and uh, TJ just barely beat the train out of the state out of the out of getting hit. Yeah, and Al got stuck behind it like a fool. Yeah, a freaking dummy. And everyone else, everyone Not else too. Al, but Al was in the lead and then um, got stuck. It is interesting that they're having some of the legs go out at night. Well, it's an eight-hour stopover. Yeah, yeah you don't true. have to stop, but if you do, you got to wait eight hours. And so then they got in at four. So, and they were leaving. They were leaving at twelve oh seven a.m. So I guess they got in at four p.m. Which, if they left in sometime in the morning, that makes sense. And something else that happened this episode was uh, uh, Kosame wanted to wait for Hototo. And Apare was all about leaving, and he was like, hey, I'm going to leave without you if you don't get in. And then right when they were about to leave, he, they just, he was about to leave Kosome, but then he decided to stay. And do the, do the tune-up here instead of later. Yeah. Because he knew that the rest of the cars would be waiting in Death Valley till, mm-hmm. till morning before they were trying to cross. Yeah, they talked about how they were going to leave, wait at Death Valley until morning, because they didn't want to off-road in the dark, which makes yeah. sense. Um, so I don't get why they left in the first place, you know? Well, I think Apare was all about leaving Hodato, because he was like, hey, Hodato's doing his thing, and we're doing ours. If he's not here, that's his problem. I think it was more, he didn't want to leave Kasame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I wouldn't either. Can you blame him? And then uh, Kosame and Al dueled for a bit. Oh, yeah, they did. I don't know if Kosame threw that or what. I think he threw it. Something like that, because um, Al knew something was up, and he couldn't really gauge how strong Kosame actually is in terms of his swordplay. They set up probably what's going to happen next episode, where Gil's henchmen um, blocked the path into Death Valley. And they set TNT up so that pretty much they're going to speed past everyone waiting, go through the barricade, then blow it up so that way no one can go through except for them. At least that's what I interpreted. So that's probably going to be next episode. So basically, Gil is the dick dastardly of this wacky race. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know if it's Gil who's doing it or Chase. The point is, it's his people. Like, I'm curious how much Gil is actually behind all this. Because Chase is the only one who said anything. It might not even be Gil. That's fair. Because whenever he goes to talk to someone, he just puts on the mask. Like when he went to confront Kasame. But yeah, that's setting up for next episode Mm -hmm. and whatever happens. I I really did like the race sequence at the beginning. I'm hoping that we see a lot of that Mm -hmm. in the future. And we get to actually see the positions they're in. There's a little, like, graphic that pops up. Like NASCAR. That is nice. Do you watch a lot of NASCAR, Chris? I mean, what else is there to watch it? Anime? That's fair. I I have watched like an hour-long YouTube documentary about NASCAR before, but I've never actually watched a NASCAR race. I don't like actively watch it, but sometimes I'll be hanging out with like, I'll be at like a family event and we'll just have NASCAR on just to have something on in the background. Who's your favorite driver? Jeff Gordon. Is he still in it? I don't think so. <laughs> he's just he's just the only one. Oh no, there's also Casey Kane. 
but I also don't know if he's still in it. In this house, we raise hail and praise Dale. <laughs> <laughs> like, the only reason I like Jeff Gordon, or I rooted for Jeff Gordon, was because, like, I had a lunchbox or something from him. Really? And, like, I really didn't care about him. It was just like, yeah, sure. My lunchbox from elementary school had an astronaut on it. Andrew, what was on your lunchbox growing up? I don't remember. Well, I guess you had a deprived childhood then. I know I would bring like a sack lunch, like in a paper bag a lot. I hate the environment. Um, (laughs) Just use the same paper bag. Yeah, fair enough. For days and days on end, it'll be fine. Eh, the paper bag's not supposed to get dirty. Right? I mean, it depends on what you got in there. What if you put soup in the paper bag? <laughs> just a paper bag full of soup. Not even in like a cup. That's it's just my lunch. Forced. Yep. <laughs> Why is there uh, soup in the paper bag? <laughs> or a really greasy slice of pepperoni pizza. No, I would have a PB and J sandwich. Um, I would have apples or grapes. Um, I would have some form of chips, and then I would have like something sweet and a Capri Sun. Okay, if your PB and J wasn't messy enough to destroy that paper bag, it wasn't a good PB and J. Everything was bagged. My point stands. Yeah, in the paper bag. Speaking of sack lunches, isn't Opera Ironmon pretty good? Hey, we brought it back on right. track. I vote to retain. I vote to retain this show. I vote to retain. Like, I feel like this is what I said at the beginning. This episode was good. I just don't have much to say about it. <laughs> like, I feel like this is an interim episode, and next time we're going to get a bunch of stuff. The one thing is that uh, Hototo needs to come up with a better tactic for figuring out who's the bad guy. Right? What did he think he was going to do? I mean, to be fair, he wasn't planning on just running in there. He went to, like, sneak over and see what's up. Anyway, next on the list is Decadence. In this episode, as the battle with the Gadol Alpha commences, Kabaragi intervenes to save Natsume. He messes up the game's plotline, causing a still-in-beta monster to spawn. The tankers bear witness to the lie of Decadence... And Kabaragi faces his punishment with dignity. Did he die, though? I think so. His character died. Yeah. But I think, like, the same thing that happened to Mikey and those other guys, where, like, their core was taken out of their bodies, happened to him. Just, he was in human form when it happened. It could be. It was weird seeing uh, Rubik's Cube Dio in human form. Yeah. (laughs) It's weird, because it looks like him, but... Not like, yeah. yeah, yeah, you could tell which character it was, though, which was nice. I mean, I would have been able to tell by his voice because I'm that guy, but <clears throat> well, he also had the big face. Mm-hmm. I thought the fighting was good. The monster, the alpha, was like new to go for the tanks and stuff, so it's obvious that he was programmed as a murder weapon. Yes, only one of the um, Mindy's, Mindy's, yeah, only one of the Mindy's died. They she didn't, didn't even die. die. She came back. She didn't even die? She was just injured. Okay. Yeah. She's fine at okay. the end of the episode. Yeah, they showed her at some point laying in like a hospital bed. So she's fine. Well, she'll be fine. It, yeah, we haven't really been talking up the, how good the action is in this show, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah it's great. It's really good. 
uh, like kill it. Kaburagi killing the Gattle Alpha was badass. It was so cool. Mm-hmm. Like he he got he put two needles through its mouth, like making like a cross shape in there to like pin it down. Yeah. Yeah. Like jumping up to get the thing. Mm-hmm. And didn't he like drop kick it in the face too? I think so. Well, because what we might have mentioned, but I don't know if we really mentioned it, is that their gaddles form a zero G field around mm-hmm. them. So they're able to fly all over the place using their tanks that they have on their backs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's why when this one takes the tanks out, they're pretty much sitting ducks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're ba- they're on foot. Right. But it, it's super cool. Is it the their tanks that make them fly, or the tanks just give them control? Their tanks give them control because they can float in the zero-g field because there's no gravity. Yeah. But the okay. tanks let them move around. Okay. And it's it's interesting because, like, you know, in the first episode when you see that, you're like, that looks fun. And then from that point on, you're like, it's designed to be fun. Like... <laughs> That's the point. Yeah. It's a theme. Yes, exactly. Which is, it's it, oh, the show is so cool on so many levels. And like the big moment that happened in this episode, that's like probably going to be a little bit unsung because of what happened to Kabaragi right afterward, is that all the tankers saw the whoever's like the admin of the game just like reload it and like respawn all the monsters because they were under the impression that this was like the last battle, and after they killed it, it the world would be at peace. What I thought happened was, like, there was, like, a dome, like, the dome around them failed, like, turned off, and then there were just all the ghetto well, out there. Right, so I think what happened game-wise is that they got to the next stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But either way, they they were under the impression that, they, that that was the end, that was the final battle. Yeah. The tankers just see all these huge ghetto in the distance appear out of nowhere, just wandering around. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And we got to see, I don't remember her name, but the main tanker. Kurenai. Yeah. Yeah, Kurenai just dropped her cigarette that she's always mm-hmm. had. Like, I thought it was great. To bring up Jeff again, I agree with his analysis of Kurenai. I want her to step on me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, they um, punched the boss monster in the face again. Yeah, they yeah. did. The decadence actually fun. did something again in this episode. Yeah. But... The decadence also could have been destroyed. Like it, yeah, it, came, it was a near thing. But Kaburagi changed the direction at the last second. I think he blew up its foot or something like that to do it. Yeah. Oh, and also, uh, the the boss asked him to repeat the the whole "the world must be free of bugs," and he said, "The world needs bugs." Yeah. And then got killed. Yeah. Except I don't think he's dead. I think he is. I think that he might be out as a main character for a while. Yeah, yeah. Like he might not be dead, but he probably won't be act. He won't be in Natsume's life anymore, at least for the time being. I think yeah. so. And if so, like I think his character, like game character, is dead. I don't know if Kaburagi himself is dead. Well, I think his. I think Kaburagi is the name of the human body. I think he's really just called Kabu. Okay, I don't know if that was that or his friends called him. Kabu. I don't know. It's difficult to say. It's yeah. Oh, he used the limiter thing. Yeah. We oh, yeah. That's how that. he beat the Gattle Alpha. He surpassed the limit. Yeah. So, you know, that's cool. That's about all I have to say about that. But, like, <laughs> you know, cool. He went even further beyond. Yeah. And, like, I've seen a lot of people comparing the show to Gurren Lagan. And, like, 
I don't think I agree with that. Like, granted, I've only seen the first two episodes, but based on that, I don't feel like, like in, in the analogy they're saying, they're saying Kaburagi is Kamina. He's not Kamina. Yeah. Gurren Lagann is the drill one, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Have you seen it all? I've seen the first five episodes or so. Okay. I mean, like, it's like Gurren Lagann. It's like a post-apocalypse where, like, fascists control everything. But yeah. not on, like, an individual level of, like, these characters are, like, these characters. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't really know the moral of either of them yet, quite yeah. yet. Basically... The the moral of Gurren Lagann is stop being a bitch and you can do whatever you want. Yeah, I feel like this is the world needs interesting and different people. Yeah, and also capitalism sucks. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, this is about the little guys getting woke to the conditions that they're in and being like, all right, well, we don't like the system anymore. That's why they that's why they kill anybody who starts to realize what's up. Yeah. Well, they kill people who break the status yeah, quo. They're bugs in the system of capitalism. Um, speaking of bugs in the system, are we good to vote? I vote to retain. Capitalism is bad, but this show is good. I vote to retain. Yeah, I'm going to vote to retain. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's three retains for decadence. Next up on the list is the God of High School. Uh, in this episode, the prelims have come down to Mori and Dewey. Uh, there are a lot of emotional reversals in the fight, but Mori emerges as Soul's champion. By emotional reversals, I mean that um, in the middle of the fight, uh, Park Mujin comes out and tells Dewey that his friend who he's been fighting for uh, died in the hospital. Which, And uh, we, the reveal was that the reason that he was so vicious in his fight against uh, Mira is that they promised... Uh, to treat his friend with nanomachines if he really went for it against him, against her and Mori. Yeah. And they say if he won, oh, what was it exactly? If he won, like, there was an adjective attached to winning. Yes. Yeah. Or an adverb, rather. It wasn't. It was something like that. Commandingly. Pretty much he had to win. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He had to win and make it not look difficult. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But uh, he totally lost his mojo at that point and then got it back again by the end of the fight. Yeah. Because Mira's like, hey, fuck you. Fight. <laughs> yeah, and she gave him a letter from his friend. Mm. That too, yeah. That was basically, stop fighting for me, fight for you. And then he gets his butt handed to him, so, yeah. you know. So last week was the Mira episode. This was the Dewey episode. It, it was a pretty close fight. I know you were about to say that. Like, it wasn't like a... Uh... All out, whatever. But yeah, like getting your butt handed to him makes it sound like it was the. They all walked out of the arena together. It wasn't that bad. Yeah. Well, also they talked about the nano machines, like nano machines, son. Nano machines are like midi chlorians for like half of science fiction. They can do anything. I mean, isn't that the point of nano machines, though? I mean, nano machines is that the point of nano machines is that they're machines that are small. That's what the word means. Yeah. Right. But that just. You can use small stuff to do anything. I mean, I think the point is that, like, anything that just kind of happens in science fiction, they're just like, oh, it's nanomachines, because reasons. It's one of those things that you just say yeah, because nobody knows how they work, so you can just get away with saying it. Yeah, like, Tony Stark's suit in Endgame and Infinity War is made of nanomachines. 
Um, yeah, but the fighting was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. The I action just... was on point. No matter what the else happens in this whole show, you can always say, but the fighting was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, I don't know if I care too much about the else that happened, you know? Yeah, I think this was a really good episode for exploring Dewey. I don't think it was a good episode in terms of ending the preliminaries. And is it just going to be Mori that moves on to the the Nationals? Unconfirmed. I can see them having a wild card slot. Yeah. Because Mori is like by far the least interesting of the three of them. Yeah. Well, because we've gotten the least about him so well, far. Well, he's literally just Goku in terms of his motivation. I feel like there's probably more to him than that. It's just we didn't get a Mori episode. We should have, though, because he's our main character. Yeah. Well, but we might in the next tournament because he's the only one that's going to be fighting. Maybe so. I do think it's a bit of a disappointment how short the fights with non-main characters are. Yeah. What I think probably happened was they had a choice to give all the fights one episode, but then the tournament would end at episode 10, and then they would have two episodes left over to start the next arc and then not finish it. And they opted to just shorten everything down and have the second arc take place in the last seven or eight episodes. Yeah, I mean, very clearly, we know that they have a plan of sorts. Like, they're not making this up as they go along, so they're going to end it somewhere, but we just can't tell right now. This has been running for eight years. They oh, wow. definitely know. Yeah, and it's one of those things that, like, I wouldn't mind reading The God of High School, but I want to wait until we watch it, so that way... Yeah. yeah. And that's what I did with uh, Tower of God last season, was once we fired it, I went and read the webcomic. You read the whole thing? Yeah. I I didn't read the whole thing. I got like 300 chapters in and then was like, I'm done. You know, that's on my list too, but we'll see. Yeah. All right. Uh, are we good to vote now? I think so. Uh, I, I think I am going to fire it this week just because I don't think that I've really seen much that it hasn't already done. I don't know. I, I think it's just about where where I'm at with this one. Yeah, I'm I'm also going to fire. I I think similar boat where I think this is a good point for me to get off the train. I think what comes next is just going to be a lot of the same and I might keep watching it off the books. I just for the sake of spending things. Chris, you're not allowed to watch anime except for the podcast. You know this. He's the one who probably watches the most outside the Yes, I should stop watching ReZero and Fire Force. <laughs> How is Fire Force, by the way? It's okay. Right. So we got Chris's two-word review of Fire Force. Great. Speaking of firing, I'm going to fire this as well. Like, it's... I, I enjoy the hints of them showing us, like, these avatars and whatever, but I feel like they needed to show us a bit more for us to stay involved. They didn't even have a cliffhanger or anything at the end of this, and I feel like they should have. Well, they had they had that one guy who was like, oh, so that's what's happening. Yeah, but like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's not much to go off of. I would argue that like having a sinister guy watching the thing barely even counts as a cliffhanger. Yeah. They don't have a reason for me to want to watch the next episode, which I feel like they should do at the end of an arc that's literally been the entire first five episodes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that is three fires for the God of High School. Next up on our list is Japan Sinks. Uh, in this episode, 
Shan City's spiritual leader is a quote medium end quote, uh, who can supposedly who can supposedly speak with who can supposedly speak with the dead. Most of the cast get jobs and attend a party. The shop owner attempts to kidnap the boy, claiming he's his grandpa, and that the boy is like who they claim gives the spiritual leader her powers or whatever. This is a weird place. Shan City. This episode felt kind of weird. What makes you say that? Just because it, it felt more... Like, I want to say it was like a in-between episode, but that's really how every episode's felt, now that I think about it. This episode was just spinning a lot of plates, I think. Because now that they're they're not traveling all together, they're kind of all, all splitting off doing their own things for a while. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's kind of like, there's a lot of things happening, but... I don't know how many of them I care about. How many of them I'm supposed to care about? If that yeah. makes sense. There were a lot of there were people doing coke at that party, and we had our second almost rape. Yeah, I'm glad that both times, like the female has fought off yeah. the guy. Yeah. Sometimes they, they need help. They, yeah, it was never just the character being rescued without having any right, agency exactly. of her own. Yeah. In fact, Ayuma saves herself, and the other guy walks and is like. <laughs> You freaking decked that guy. Yeah, pretty much. Because like that's something that I like. That's a problem I have with most anime rape scenes is that it seems to be more about. It's more about making the bad guy seem bad and motivating the hero than it is about the victim. Yeah. Yeah, or even just being hot. I mean, rape scenes. I would argue that they should just never be framed as hot. Yeah, but in this, like, both times we barely know the bad yeah. guy. Yeah, and neither time is it framed in any, like, weird way. It's not framed in a positive light, I'll say that. Weird might be a... Well, I guess... Hmm. I can see them both legitimately happening, so... Yeah. I also got kind of spooked when, like, Daniel showed up at the mom's hut. Because I was like, oh, is this going to go somewhere weird? Just because... Yeah, I don't like Daniel. I feel like something's off. I don't like, yeah, he's a murderer or something. I feel like he's probably completely normal. It's just a common trope in Western post-apocalyptic fiction for the person who's like all happy and cheery to end up being a murder hobo. That's I guess true. so. I, and I also think he just comes off weird because he's a foreigner in an anime and they always make foreigners act weird. Yeah. Yeah, well, and he has bought into the Shan City Kool-Aid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and as oh. of right now, I think he's the only main character who truly believes it and truly is like, yeah, let's stay. Woo. I mean, Ayamu does want to talk to her dad. Yeah. Right, but I think she she's still uncomfortable about mm. it. So there's like a 0% chance that this lady's legit, right? I would, I mean, this anime is about Japan sinking into the ocean, so like... I don't know. I think that She's, you know, because like some people claim that they can talk to the dead, but in most cases, they're just really good at cold reading people and just like guessing really well at what their thing with their family member is. I'm going to say it's 5% chance because like she did correctly mention about the glasses and how she said whatever, but also that could mean many things and she doesn't know the exact context. Like, yeah, like she could have she could have said she because she's like, oh, this guy's trying to trick me by saying it's a it belonged to a certain man 
And so she's like, oh, he's trying to trick me because it's actually a woman. Right, and it's it's hard to say, but something sketchy. There, there was also just like a sex scene right in the middle of this episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, Between yeah. the mother and like another character that we don't really know. The, like, mother. chaperone? Like her guard or something. Yeah. So, like, do we think that that, that guy is... The store owner's son and the kid is hit their child. Maybe I don't think so because they would have recognized the store owner. Well, maybe they did. They just didn't let on that they did. That's fair. Um, also, we got the blinky guy in the hospital bed. Oh yeah, he was definitely one hundred percent blinking in Morse code, right? Oh, one hundred percent. I just don't know Morse code, so. Uh, but plus, looking at the descriptions, it's definitely yeah. Morse good. Code. Uh, good. <laughs> Good Johnny got his gun moment there. Yeah, like um, with because like they all like immediately after that scene they had go flashing the flashlight and he's like, yeah, I'm talking to Dad through Morse code. Did he say through he Morse code? Know it. <laughs> yes, he doesn't know Morse code though. Oh, okay. <laughs> he said it. It's just random. I'm just making it up. Oh, okay. Uh, y'all ever heard of that book? Johnny got his gun. I've heard no. of it. Uh, it's about a Mer- an American soldier that goes off to fight in World War One, and he gets injured, and he loses both his arms and legs, and he goes blind and deaf, and he can't speak anymore. But they still keep him alive. Uh. And the only way he can communicate with anybody is by banging his head against his bed frame in Morse code. Okay. Can you guess what this novel's stance on war is? Bad. It's great. <laughs> War is great. You get to bang your head for Morse. <laughs> I just do that for fun. Now I can do that for a living. Um, yeah, I thought this was good. Mm-hmm. And they tied in like the morphine addiction to make Grandpa crash his car. Yeah. Oh yeah. Think he's dead. I think so. Like if if the crash didn't kill him, Shan said he will probably will. I read the description for the next episode, so. <laughs> I think him getting killed is what's going to spur our cast yeah. to leave. And honestly, I don't think I, I don't think that what the deal with Chan City is is going to be resolved, because it's just going to be like, listen, we got to fucking go. It's the well, end of the world. Most of these apocalypse things, like compounds like this, never work out well. In Western well, apocalypse movies, at least. I also feel like most Western apocalypses are about zombie apocalypse so like the compound gets overrun by the zombies whereas in this it's just the main characters are going to get thrown out it's not really a bad thing like it doesn't fall apart i mean to be fair they should keep moving because i think they should try and get rescued by boat yeah because you know japan is sinking and all that i know like okinawa already sank it's also just nice for them to be together, be relaxing together. Yeah, and they can smoke yeah, a little think... doobie before they go too. See the aliens. What? Chris, what do you think weed does? I mean, did you not see what, hear what Kite said? It's been a while. He said you just beat up that alien. Did he say that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think he did, yeah. I watched it like Four hours okay, ago. I watched this on Tuesday, so it's been like five days. I knew someone mentioned Alien. I couldn't remember yeah. why. 
He was really drunk and high also, I think. I think he was mostly high. He was mostly high, but I think he drank some. Yeah. How old is Kai? I don't know. Adult enough? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Young 20s. Okay. Mm-hmm. What about Ka- Kaido? Is that... Is that the glasses guy? Yeah. yeah. Well, Ayamu calls him senpai, so maybe he's like a year older than her. Maybe. Yeah. And she's probably, what, a junior? I think, think so. Yeah. I think he, he was probably her senpai on track. Yeah, he was on track, wasn't he? I vote to retain. I'm also going to vote to retain. I want to know what I want to know what Morse man's deal is. Yeah, I'm going to retain. I think this I feel like this show has done a good job in the first couple of episodes of being very emotionally um making you emotionally invested and this episode I didn't feel it as much. I felt it a little bit. Yeah, they hooked us, but, but now no. we're going to keep watching. I think I think this show is suffering from what a lot of Netflix shows do where like the first three or four episodes are really good and the last three or four episodes are really good. But then there's like two or three episodes in the middle that you're like, that are just kind of there because they want to hit 10 episodes. Yeah. Well, because like there was a moment where um, the mom and daughter were both crying. Yeah. But like, I don't know. It didn't make me feel as much. Next up on our list is Kanokari. In this episode. Masturbation. This episode, this show isn't etchy, right, Andrew? This show is. <laughs> I feel like this episode especially. Oh, man. Sorry, John, we interrupted you with that fun fact. Kazuya goes on an onsen trip with his family, only to discover that Chizuru and her grandma are there too. Because now the... the- the grand the grandmas are basically actively trying to get them to fuck at this point. Yeah. Uh which cool grandma if they were actually a couple, but they're not. Yeah. I mean to be fair, they do think they're an actual yeah, couple. Yeah, that's true. They thought they were doing them a favor. And Chizuru tries to tell the grandma, but she's like, Yeah, it's the anniversary of my husband's death. And it normally I'd be sad, but it's fine because I'm here with you. Just... <laughs> You want to know my long con prediction? She knows. Yeah, I think the grandma, I think the grandma Googled her like immediately after they met and she found out that she's like, oh, Kazi is just being nice. And then now as things have gone on, she's like, oh, these two actually like each other. I'm just going to keep pretending. Wait, is that manga insight or speculation? That's speculation. So like what I think is gonna happen is like when it when they finally reveal it, she's gonna be like, You dum dum, you're in love with her. Well he knows that. He knows of, that because like... he jacked off about it. And everyone knows that you think clearly afterwards, supposedly. Yeah. Post nut clarity. <laughs> but yeah. like he did kind of stand mommy up. Yay. 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 He did he did jack off to her pictures though, which Yeah, that's weird. Even like even regardless of everything, that's still weird, right? Like You're yeah, yes. Like I think it wouldn't be weird if they didn't know each other. It's still kind of weird. 
I mean, yeah, it's weird to jack off to pictures. Well, it's, I mean, get some video. It's not weird to jack off to pictures if they're made for that purpose. It is yeah. weird to just jack off to someone's pictures that are just on their no. social media account. To, especially, yes. Like, he's in a very weird situation that he should not be in. Yeah. But hopefully we're getting progress with the actual relationship that we care about. Yeah. Hopefully Kazuya will grow half a ball someday. <laughs> well, and now that they're both like, okay, we're going to just enjoy this onsen trip. Next episode might be a bit about it. I did like the the dunk that uh, <laughs> that Nagomi did on her own grandson. She was like, all oh, yeah. of the good genes are going to come from your side of the family. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, she's not wrong. She's 0% wrong about that. It's still funny, though. <laughs> yeah, I have some insight that, or I have a theory for next week. Tell us. No, like, I'll say it oh, next week okay. about what's happening. Just because, like, it's it's kind of spoilers for what, hap- what will happen. Well, I mean, to be fair, we have a triple fire, so, like... yeah. Unless we all triple fire this, uh, which is likely not to happen. Do it, do oh. it, do it. <laughs> Bring back Demon King. <laughs> oh. <laughs> just fire both of these and we'll bring fire, back Demon King. Fire everything to resummon Demon King. <laughs> we sacrifice all the other shows on the altar of Demon King. Anyways, um, I did like this episode, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I liked um, at the very end, I think, because um, he was like, "I'll just go sleep," at, like by the door or something. She's like, "No, it's yeah. fine," which I think is um, a bit telling of her feelings as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, we totally forgot. Um, Kazuya saved her from drowning mm-hmm. at the very beginning. He did do that, and uh, she did CPR slash mouth to mouth. I don't know how effective. So it was, I will but... award Kazuya the half a ball that I said he didn't have earlier. He still doesn't have a whole ball, though. And he definitely doesn't have two. Yeah. <laughs> He's still losing to Lance Armstrong. <laughs> he did He did agree to pay her without renting her out. Yeah. So that's that. Um, yeah, anyways, I just felt like we should mention that stuff. Yeah. Are we good to vote? I'm going to go ahead and vote to retain, because I'm still enjoying this one a lot. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to retain. I now that mommy's out of the picture, hopefully we're. She is not so. though. Well, we'll just have to murder her. She's less in the picture. Right now that he actually isn't just simping hard for her, we might uh, get some fun progress. Yeah, I'm gonna retain. Last up on our list is Uzaki-chan. Uh, in this episode, Sakurai dreams of falling. Sakaki makes his debut, wanting Sakurai to spice things up a bit. Uzaki talks about Chaco Mint for a long time. And and before before we get to that, I have something to point out for you. So in a, in Google Docs, I have this written out. I, I've written the word long with one, two, four, five O's. But if I delete one and make it four O's, Google thinks that's a word. <laughs> Okay. Nice. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know of any thing. I don't think there's any English word that has four of the same vowel in a row. Thanks for sharing. I just thought it was 
Shut up, Andrew. I just thought it was neat. Well, you know what I think is neat? Anime. So let's talk about it. We're talking about anime, not Google Docs. I Listen, I'm not going to talk about the anime until you engage with my Google Docs conversation in good faith. I'm the queen and we do what I want to do. Okay, we're going to be here a while. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, I thought that I, I legit adored the whole Choco Mint segment. With the standing ovation. She, she gave this like big, long, dramatic monologue about how, first of all, Choco Mint is good. Second, how it didn't used to be popular in Japan, but Choco Mint fans have uh, kept it alive. Choco Mintian. <laughs> Choco Mintian. Third, that people tend to judge it without trying it and compare it to toothpaste. Fourth, uh, that you should try it, which Sakurai does, and he likes it, because mint chocolate chip is objectively a very good ice cream flavor. I just don't like mint in general. But, like, I mean, yeah. mint chocolate is not very minty. Well, like, I don't like mint gum. Like, I, It's less minty than mint gum. I just, I'd rather have chocolate. Yeah. I don't like spearmint, but I like, I'm fine with mint. I don't know. I think that chocolate mint is a good flavor. I don't think I've ever had chocolate mint. You never had a thin mint? Girl Scout cookies? Okay, is that, that chocolate yeah, mint? Yeah, that's about how minty it is. That's enough, yeah. Or like, you ever had uh, a mint Oreo? I don't think so. Those are delicious. No. So that's, that's one segment, that... but... Yeah. <laughs> I also liked um, Sekaki and Sakurai. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but I think the more interesting dynamic between, but rather than those two, is Sakaki and Ami, because yes. he like wants yeah. to actively push the two of them together, whereas Ami and her dad just want to sit back and observe with a lot of popcorn. He's like, but that'll take year a thousand years. It's like I'll live a thousand years. Then <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's like the two. They're supposed to represent like the two camps in like. Yeah, they're kind of like two different parts of the fan community. Yeah. Where there's the people who just really like the will they, won't they, and there's the people who are like, just get together already! Also, I think my favorite little detail in the OP of this show is there's one shot where uh, Ami and her dad are like miming eating rice from a bowl. And it, which the, I thought it was supposed to be ramen. It's, uh, either way. They're eating something out of a bowl. Uh, and I think it's it's like they're eating, they're like watching the two of them and eating it up, as it were. Yeah. And then we have Sakaki in the foreground nodding his head with it. Uh -huh. I like how they address his absence from the series thus far by saying he just went away. <laughs> yeah. He just went away. Yeah. He, he was on vacation during not summer break. During, in the middle of class. He missed like a month of class. Yeah. Um, and I also liked how... Um, Uzaki was like, wait, he's actually your friend? You weren't just making him up? <laughs> yeah, and he was in the second episode when she did all the hand signals to uh, Sakurai, but she thought he was just pretending to be friends with them. And I don't know if she means to be insulting by that, or if she just comes off that way. She doesn't. I don't think well, she Well, she sometimes does like to make fun of Sakurai for being a loner, but also she is kind of unaware of the how the things she says sound sometimes. I think she's trying to be teasing. I think she doesn't realize how it comes off at all times. Like I feel like 
in general, sometimes people have will like say things that are kind of rude as like a joke, but then it'll end up crossing a line. And I think she lives on the other side of that line. Yeah. And she's not aware of it, though. That's yeah. the thing. She's just dumb. She's not mean. <laughs> yes. But man, I'm really looking forward to seeing more of Ami and Sakaki interacting. I think they're really fun together. Yeah. Because they have similar goals, but very different philosophies about them. Do we have anything else to say about this right now? Uh, they had that giant weird tower that Uzaki's building in not Minecraft. And she wants she wants to trap Sakurai in it with a lava. <laughs> That's right. Oh, it's 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 uh it's not Minecraft, it's Meowcraft. Yeah. Because they're kitten avatars, that's right. It's Neancraft. My favorite was there was one uh, cartoon by Aaron from Game Grumps back when he used to animate uh, <laughs> where the substitute for Minecraft was called Buttcraft. Anyways, yeah, I did like how they made the joke of like, you actually want to trap me in lava? <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's weird because I'm enjoying what the show does, but I feel like it just hits a lot of the same beats, if that makes sense. Yeah, it is starting to be a little samey. But I think that having all the pieces on the board will be interesting because we haven't seen Sakaki do all that much yet. We've basically just been introduced to, to what he's kind of like and what his goals are as a character. He did actively. He was walked with them and he was like, oh, so what are you? Are y'all dating or something? Yeah. Um, so he caused that whole conversation. You know what this show reminds me of kind what? of? It reminds me kind of of Komi-san, where it's about where it's it has the two main characters, and then as it goes on, it keeps introducing characters that just kind of stir the pot and add different dynamics to it. Okay, is that a good thing, a bad thing, a neutral thing? I'd say it's a it's a neutral thing. It just depends on how well it's executed. Fair enough. I'd say Psyche K is another one of those shows. We know Andrew likes yeah. that one. Well, they stop introducing yeah. characters though after a bit. Not really. Well, okay, you do have the exchange students. That's true. Like I'd say they introduce a new character. Like the way it goes is they spend like in Psyche K they go like two or three. They introduce a, a character, then go two or three episodes, then introduce a new character. Yeah, but like in the later bit, they don't stop introducing them. They do stop at some point. I don't know, because it depends on if... I don't know if the dynamic between Uzaki and Sakurai is enough to last a full season. Yeah. Which is why I think they're adding... Uh, I am going to retain this one, because I still enjoy it. And there's, and I think I said this last week, but there's not really anything deep or profound about my like of this show. I just like it. I think I'm going to have to fire it, because I think... The show's not doing anything new to it. Like, it's not... There's a little bit of forward momentum, but not enough for me to um, keep caring. that makes sense. Like, there's not any drama or anything. Like, it's just, oh, they're getting closer. Okay, whatever. I'm going to fire this one. I don't think also, but I don't think it's... Like, it's not for, like, a lack of momentum. It's just kind of... I've seen what this show is going to give me, and while I wouldn't mind more, I don't need it. All right, fair enough. So that is precisely one retain for Uzaku-chan and it's me. 
I'm fine with this. Which is enough. Which is enough. To it's enough to it. save it for this week. Uh, so that is the last of our shows. Uh, if you want to keep up with us, you can follow us on Twitter at Wappercast, where we'll be posting updates. Uh, and if two shows tie in the future, we will poll you there about whether to keep the, which one to keep on. Uh, so go ahead and do that. Our next episode will be up on August the 19th. See you then. Yes. And make this Friday, August 14th, will be our Kill a Kill OVA. And we will be posting a poll afterwards when that goes up to our Twitter for our October, no, September OVA. And we will announce what is going to be on that poll in Friday's episode. So be watching Twitter this week because there'll be some activity. Yes. That's all we got for you. So, um, hey, John, what got fired this week? Uh, yeah, school. that one. Yeah. <laughs> you just didn't mention it because normally you mention it in the wrap up. Yeah, God of High School is out. We're now down to five shows remaining this season. Which that was not the show that I was thinking we were going to lose next for some reason. But yeah, me neither. Especially I, from the beginning of the season. Like, this is going to last a long time. I think time. we were all just yeah. ready to be done. Like, honest, honestly, I, I don't know why you guys are still voting for Konokari. I like it. I I enjoy the dynamic of the two characters and all the other stuff. Every week I come in here and I'm like, oh, man, this episode wasn't that good. I think they're going to fire it. Listen, Chris, <laughs> I picked it. So I'm going to so I have a vested interest in it doing well. Of course, I've already beaten Andrew, so. I did not expect to win this season, okay? Anyway, that's all we got for you this week, so. This has been your weekly anime performance review. I've been John, your Queen of Weaves. I've been Chris, your Duke of Devlin. And I've been Andrew, CEO of the Grandma Axis. All right. Uh, and that, all that being said, ravioli. <laughs>